I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
my beloved other half. Velen, good evening, Patriots. So tonight, uh, as we do come to you from a land of confusion, and as you can see on the screen in front of you, <laughs> there is definitely, if you're watching, if you're not watching, it would be the trolling kids who trolled Joe Biden uh, this past week. Seriously epic. <clears throat> epic trolling, too. I mean, these hey. kids are adorable. They're such great little patriot kids. The girl standing right next to Biden wearing the red Trump hat. The little girl next to her wearing the Make America Great Again hat. The boy in the red to Biden's left wearing the I'll be back shirt with Donald Trump's signature on the bottom. And the little girl in front of him saying, uh, proud to be an Americorn. <laughs> that is awesome. So <laughs> all you adults out there, if you have like half of a testicular, if you have any testicular fortitude, these kids <laughs> completely show every single one of you up and make you look really freaking bad. Because I tell you what, this is hysterical. The fact that this all happened and it happened on a 9-11 anniversary is quite comical. And the fact that he's obviously so oblivious to the fact that all these Trump kids want to hang out with Joe Biden. Um, and he's also, if you notice, not wearing his mask properly. Oh, that's because he was trying to sniff him. So mm, don't worry probably, about it. He, yes. was, he was worried about that because he got trolled in New York, too. But we'll get into that in a minute. Either way, <laughs> um, tonight, obviously, we are in the land of confusion. Hence the song we started out with, because we are in the land of confusion. Um, shit just became completely unreal. We had a very big news cycle slash weekend slash whatever you want to fucking call it it all kind of just melded together and came out all in one lump sum long story short we are we have now entered a realm in which uh, i didn't think i i don't know if i ever thought i'd actually ever see um people are now like literally we are going to show you tonight news journalists have decided i guess within the last week that well, Biden's a fuck up. History's going to judge us really poorly on what we've done for the last nine months. And maybe just maybe just a thought here. Maybe we should start doing our jobs, throwing it out there. Hmm. Just just an idea. And all of the sudden, suddenly of all, all of these news agencies all of a sudden said all, almost as if it were planned. Planned, um, coordinated, coordinate. That great words. Any more ad adjectives for this? <laughs> Come on, keep keep them coming. Um, something bigger, something um, more than two syllables long, because Biden won't be able to repeat it. Coordinated is more than two syllables long. A oh, good point. Good point. Good Just point. saying. Good point. <laughs> Almost serendipitous, if it were. Hmm. Well then. As if it were serendipitous, because they all decided all at the same time, suddenly of all. Gonna do our job. We're gonna start reporting the news. <clears throat> Ron Burgundy, by the way, is losing his absolute effing mind. Who's that? Ron Burgundy. What what anchor is he on? What news channel? Oh, he he was in San Diego. <laughs> okay, and then he it. went federal, or he went federal, or well, whatever. He, he became the he became a, person for a, the Democratic Party. He became a. Oh, he, he works for CNN. No, he became a cable affiliate. Like CNN. Okay. And then he went to like 24-hour news, and then it's just, I don't know where he went after that. Okay, gotcha. Hasn't been beautiful because okay. he's not real anyway. Did so he die? Really matter. He's not real. I, so. Oh, that was Norm MacDonald that died. Yeah, Norm MacDonald. Yeah. God bless you, Norm. Uh, guy made me Man. laugh all the time. That rapid-onset cancer from the jab really sucks. Yeah. Well, Norm. Yeah. We don't know if he's vaccinated, though. We can't really say that. 
You don't know if he's vaccinated. That's true. That's true. I don't I know mean, that he was vaccinated. If you have his medical records hidden somewhere because you were secret, secretly I but I'm sure I can. Norm McDonald. So gross. I'm sure I could. Could you please just like I'm, share a little money? I'm sure I could look on Twitter and, and see where he posted that. I've been vaccinated selfie. I, I don't know if Norm I don't know if Norm McDonald would do that. I, I mean, if they paid him for it, he probably would. <clears throat> well, if they paid you for it, you probably would. I mean, I'd take the selfie. I wouldn't take the jab. That's my point. <laughs> because you got all sorts of stars now. Uh, what's her name came out and said uh, you shouldn't be bullied into getting the jab. Um, uh, Nicki Minaj. Well, so that's a funny story actually, because Nicki Minaj declined to go somewhere, concert or something, right? Um, and they all said it was because she hadn't been vaccinated or she declined because she didn't want to be vaccinated. And yeah, she said she didn't want to be bullied. But the funny thing is, is the backstory on that. Apparently, her cousin got the jab and his nuts swelled up really bad. And, his, and he was supposed to get married like the following week and his bride-to-be said no. But that's the really funny thing is I, I, that's the one thing I don't think is the side effect of the jab. That sounds more like a side effect of an STD. So probably best that he didn't get married. Well. I'm just saying. But, I, I mean, I guess you could I, get I testicular know. swelling from the jab. I, you get I, swelling I, a lot of other places. I don't know that, you know, if you get. There, there's not an STD out there that makes your nuts swell up. Yeah, there is. Really? Yeah. What's it called? Because it was all, the, there were doctors okay. commenting so on her no, Twitter no, no. feed. Nope, nope. It was like chlamydia and no. some, and something else can cause, a, an, an infection in your yeah, testicles but, can cause them to swell. I'm, I'm just saying what... Chlamydia affects your urethra, first of all, if you're a male. And um, it fucks up your penis. It does not fuck up your nuts. So okay. let, me, let me put it to you this way. The nuts are down here. The penis is up here. It's like a truncated little... Um, I, I guess you'd call it elephant. Because when he's stiff, you know, it looks more like a flagpole. And in your case, it looks more like a toothpick. But in other people's case, it looks more like a flagpole. Point being is, uh, yeah, no, your balls really don't swell up from chlamydia. Okay, well, let's see. std-gov.org, swollen testicles and STDs. Uh, so, uh, uh, causes of swollen testicles. Yeah. Testicular torsion, where the scrotum is twisted. Yeah, um, heard of that before. That's really bad. It actually tumors, hurts. Oh, my God. That hurts hydrocell, so Hydrocell, cell, testicular cancer, congestive heart failure. Yeah, because you got to remember. Insect bites. There's balls. You know, you got to remember around your balls, you got a lot of Mumps, blood vessels. cellulitis. And here you go. Right here, there's a chance they might be suffering from chlamydia. Okay. And it says it right what here. Is it, what does it say about chlamydia that makes the nuts swell because... It says swollen testicles caused by chlamydia sometimes show no symptoms at all in 50% of the men, but when it does, the symptoms include yellow and watery discharge from the penis, rectal pain followed by bleeding or watery discharge, inflammation of the joints, inflammation of the eyes, pain while ejaculating or urinating, inflammation around the penis, and swelling of the scrotum, usually one-sided. Well, both sides don't swell up is my point. If his testicles went from normal size to that of the size of beach balls there's a fucking problem 
I mean, I, I get you, and it, who, it could be the jab. And, you know, I'm always the first one to be like, the jab? Hell, I just said Norm MacDonald probably died, died of rapid-onset cancer from the jab. But, you know, regardless, there, there are, just like you said, that may not have been caused by the jab. I'm saying that Nicki Minaj's cousin's swollen balls may not have been caused by the jab. Wow. And I can't that's even believe amazing. I'm saying that because I think at this point, everything is caused by the jab. Like, yeah, pretty much. Pretty, pretty, pretty much, much where I'm at. Pretty much so, where you're at. <laughs> really? So, uh, got a bunch of news to get to tonight. Uh, we're going to try and keep this one in the normal. Not three hour range. Time span, yes, where it takes <laughs> us 12 hours just to upload the video. Oh, no shit. Um, <laughs> Rumble. Rumble or any of those uh, <clears throat> our, our sites that we go to. But uh, on a side note, though, uh, it's been comical watching some of this shit because there's a lot of shit playing out now that we're watching. And if you've been watching the news, um, there is uh, a lot of talk right now, especially in California, that, you know. Uh, oh, that shit's already been stolen. Yeah, we're, we're not going to win. Uh, however, one of the things I heard today that I really uh, kind of stuck with me that I was thinking about all day long that I was like, man, that, you know, when you, you listen to some of these podcasts in the morning, I'm like, at first, you don't digest everything that's said. Then you hear somebody else talk about it, and they talk about it in a different way. And one of the liberal podcasts I was talking about today, uh, or I was listening to today, um, got me thinking about what was said earlier in the morning because I try to load up all my good news up front, and I try to push all the bad news to the end, um, if that makes any There's sense. There's good news these days? Well, no, I, okay, shut up. <laughs> I'm just wondering. All right, hold on, folks. I'm going to do you all a favor. No. There we go. Now we're good. No, so, again, like I, like I was saying, this, I try to, you know, front load all my good stuff in the morning. So I get all my good news and all the stuff I like to listen to, all the stuff I enjoy, uh, my red side chats, all that shit. I get, get all that shit out front. And then in the afternoon, I try to I do my best to barrel through um, 80 to 90 minutes worth of left side BS that I just don't want to listen to because I know it's all bullshit. And then I sit there and I try and apply both sides to each argument. Well, one of the interesting, interesting things I heard today, and one of the ones that started out with was Bongino earlier this morning. He said, you know, we lost in California. No matter how good we do, we've lost in California. We already know that because there's already shit started. It's already started. Uh, 70% one polling district showed up to vote and they were Republicans, every single one of them. And they told them that you already voted. And they were like, uh, yeah, no, I haven't. And I'm just here to vote now. And they were like, nope, you've already voted. And they wouldn't let them in the polling center. That is a big problem. I don't care who the fuck you are. That's a huge problem that shows that your vote. No, I need that. That's, that's not true. They let them fill out provisional ballots. Oh, they did let them. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, at the time they... Still had Yeah, the news story that was on, they filled out provisional ballots. When I, okay, so one more time, I was listening live. So shut up and just listen, because what they were saying was, no, you're out, and they kicked them out of line, and they were standing mulling around the front. They were almost going to riot. It was that bad that these people were that pissed off. And they were mulling around the front, and I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a good indicator that <clears throat> something's already gone on that we're not aware of. And I'm, I'm just, I'm calling it now. I'm not saying, I think... We, Larry Elder still has the best chance out there. I, I think he's going to get it. Uh, whether it's now, never, ever, I mean, he's got the best chance that there is going out of all the Republican candidates. Caitlyn Jenner, not a chance. Um, 
a couple of the other guys, uh, there's a couple other guys in there that are halfway decent, but I think Larry Elder is the one that we should be watching for and pulling for. Um, and we were going to have it up tonight, but apparently they're not going to know what the results are until October or some bullshit. Like the third week in October. So that tells me already that this shit has been stolen. There's already crap going on because how do you not know tonight? There should be polling districts rolling in tonight telling you who the governor of California is tonight. It shouldn't still be Gavin Newsom. He has definitely been gone. But whoever the new governor of California, it should be coming in tonight. And the fact that they just, they already said that, well, we're not going to know till like the third week of October. That is ridiculous. That is beyond ridiculous. Uh, That's been stolen. I'm I'm just throwing it out there. Um, I I don't want to beat it up. I don't think that, we should be beating ourselves up because I think what they did for what I saw and what thinks been reported to the United States. I mean, for the most part, the red really put up a damn good fight in California. And if Larry Elder really did win, this will be amazing. I mean, it will be one of the big biggest upsets of this new election season. That's about to come up, but um, whatever, moreover, it, it goes to, there was the liberals talking about it and then or well this afternoon the liberals were talking about it this morning the republicans were talking about it and a lot of them were almost conceding defeat without really conceding defeat if that makes any sense they were kind of like saying like look we already know how this is going to play out um but then the liberals were doing almost exactly the opposite they were saying they weren't sure, which was odd because I've never seen liberals act that way before uh, prior to an election. So it, it's definitely going to play out. It's going to be interesting. We have to watch this to the end. But I can already tell you that I, I think, my personal opinion, and this is just an opinion, I think that this has already been stolen. It was stolen before we started. Uh, whether or not we can prove it or not, that's... Uh, going to be up to smarter people than me, and that's not me. I can't say one way or the other whether we stole it or, or it was stolen or not. But I, I can say this much: just by the gists of conversations today and what I've heard, I'm gonna go ahead and just take a wild stab at this one and say, yeah, I think this one was stolen. But we'd have to ask Casey Jones or somebody who lives out in California to tell us, yeah, yeah, this was definitely stolen. Maybe Jack will talk about it. I don't know. We'll see what Jack has to say in his rants. But um, moving right into everything else, which we have lots to get into. Well, I have more actually tonight for the first time in a very long time than Vlin does. Just throwing that out there. For I have more clips. You have more stories. This is correct. Uh, we're going to just jump right into it because apparently the Atlantic decided uh, somewhere in the last 24 to 48 hours to become reporters again. Uh, I don't know if maybe they thought that history is going to judge us really bad for what we've done over the last nine months, the course of the last nine months, where we haven't reported on crap. We really haven't done anything journalistic whatsoever. Uh, They all of a sudden decided, I guess, within the last 24 hours, hey, we're going to start reporting the news again. Maybe the widow Jobs heard you say that we support Apple instead of uh, Microsoft. What does that have to do with the Atlantic? She owns the Atlantic. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you I didn't mean, know that. No. Huh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you never that. Know. Hey. Maybe that had something to do. With, I doubt <laughs> it. I doubt she even fucking listens to us. I'm sure she doesn't. Um, who knows? She might be a closet redhead. She 
She might be. There's a possibility there. I, hey, I've heard of weirder people. I mean, with the new tax plan coming out, she very well may have decided that she wants to keep her money instead of giving it all away. So who knows? Yeah, it was a big one. Anyway, this came out uh, yesterday in the Atlantic. Uh, it'll be posted in our um, Telegram. It already is. We actually both pulled the same story on this one. Um, yeah, so it's the, the most, and this is crazy, but the most reliable pandemic number is losing its meaning. Hmm. What say you, Mick? The most reliable pandemic number is losing its meaning. You mean we're not really in a pandemic? Or? You mean they're falsifying the data? You mean they're all full of shit? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay, then. Have at it. So, yeah, the Atlantic reported at least 12,000 Americans have already died from COVID-19 this month, as in as in the country of interest through its latest surge of cases by another worrying statistic often cited, but despite dangerous uh, by this moment, the number of patients hospitalized with COVID-19 in the United States right now as, is as high as it was in the beginning of February earlier this year. What? Hmm. February 2020 or 2021. Yeah. February, 2021. Really? Well, that's crazy because the way they're talking about it on the radio and the way they're talking about it on TV, um, this is as bad as it was in February 2020. I mean, I would actually have to agree with that because I didn't really know anyone who was sick in February of 2021, but I know a ton of people that are sick right now. You mean 2020? No, they said earlier this year. Oh, yeah. February yep, yep, 2021. Yep, yep. I really didn't know anyone that was sick then. I didn't know anyone that was sick during the whole lockdown, really, <clears throat> except so, for me, and I wasn't in the hospital. From the start, COVID hospitalizations have served as a vital metric for tracking the risk proposed by the disease. Last winter, the magazine described it as the most reliable pandemic number out there, while Vox quoted the cardiologist Eric Topol as saying that it's the best indicator as to where we are. <clears throat> Bullshit. <clears throat> anyway, um, oh, my bad. Did I say that? I added that to the article. Um, but skipping down here, if you want to make sense of the COVID hospitalizations at any given time, you need to know that the sick, that how sick each patient actually is. Wait, what, what, what did they just say? You have to know how sick each, each patient actually is? How, what? Like you, you need to know that? I mean, not according to the I mean, hospitals, I the CDC, or the yep. Democratic Party, but the Atlantic thinks you need to know that? But That's kind of a surprise. I mean, they didn't need to know it before in February. They didn't need to know all of last year when you died in a car accident from COVID. That's crazy. Or fell off a cliff from COVID. Until now, almost, it's been impossible to suss out. Because mm -hmm. they don't report those numbers. Well, why, why would it be impossible, though? Because they don't report those numbers because oh, they're hiding okay. them. Okay, well, that's a possibility. Um, the federal government requires hospitals to report every patient who tests positive for COVID, yet the overall tallies for COVID hospitalizations made available by various states and federal dashboards are widely reported on by the media. Do not differentiate beyond based on the severity of illness. For instance, some patients need extensive medical intervention, such as getting intubated. Others require supplemental oxygen or administration of steroids of dex dexamethasone. But there are many COVID patients in the hospital with fairly mild symptoms, too, who have been admitted for further op observation or on account of their comorbidities or because they reported feeling short of breath. So 
wait a minute. So if I go in for uh, an anal obstruction and I happen to test positive for COVID, you mean to tell me that the reason I'm actually in the hospital is for my anal obstruction, which is caused by COVID. The frying pan that Velin shoved up my ass and is has no, nothing has nothing to do with me and COVID. Is that what I'm hearing the Atlantic report? Yes, and notice they're also reporting that if the fear mongering has gotten to you so bad that you go for a run and you feel short of breath and you think, oh my God, I've got COVID, I've got to go to the hospital, because that's what happens, right? You get short of breath and you're like, oh my God, I've got COVID, I've got to go to the hospital, I can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, being a little short of breath and having COVID and maybe needing a couple breaths of oxygen for 20 minutes or so and then getting released to go home. But testing positive for COVID is totally different from them putting you on a ventilator and killing you. Innovating you and killing you. Yeah. So it keeps going. Uh, Researchers have tried to get similar questions before. Two separate studies and published in May. Doctors in California read through several hundred charts in pediatric patients one by one to figure out why exactly each COVID positive child had been admitted to the hospital. Do they need treatment for COVID or was there some other reason for their admission? Like cancer treatment, psychiatric episodes, or COVID diagnosis was merely incidental. Psychiatric episodes? Yes. Mm. According to the researchers... 40 to 45% of the hospitalizations that they examined were for patients of a latter group, meaning they weren't there for COVID. They were there, something we've been screaming from the rooftops from the beginning, meaning they were not there for COVID. They were there for other treatment. The study found from March of 2020 through early January 2021 before uh, the vaccination was widespread and the Delta variant had arrived, the proportion of patients with mild Asymptomatic diseases was 36%. From mid-January through the end of June 2021, however, the number rose to 48%. In other words, the study suggests roughly half of the hospitalized patients showing up on COVID data dashboards in 2021 may have been admitted for another reason other than COVID or a mild presentation of the disease. And why do you think that is? Um... Because, again, the, they had to fit the numbers to fit the narrative. The and numbers had to fit the narrative. There is that, but there's also the money. Well, yeah, of because course. Because the hospitals get paid for every COVID patient they report. And then they get Bingo. paid more for every COVID patient they put on a ventilator. They get paid even more for every COVID patient that they treat. Yep. That's With the CDC protocol, not with ivermectin or yep, hydroxychloroquine correct. or anything like that. And they do it by ventilator, by hook or by crook. By instead remdesivir. Of, instead of doing it with remdesivir, with... No, remdesivir is the stuff that shuts down your kidneys. That shit's bad. Oh, okay. Well, uh, hydroxychloroquine, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. ivermectin. If you, if High you dose do, vitamin C, vitamin You do it B. by that. Zinc, Z-Pack. That's that crazy science, you know. That's I, a, yeah, I know. That's, that's that fucking that's, all-natural that's herbal the, shit. The old school, like, been around for Like, hey, just years deal with it type shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. That's the shit that always, uh, it sounds like this after you take it. I've heard <laughs> Because apparently after you take ivermectin, you, you grow a, a, a... A horse penis? <laughs> a giant horse penis. You! You liar!
You're I was a liar. hoping to get you to take some ivermectin. <laughs> I don't have one for that. Wait a minute. Yeah, I do, folks. I do have one for that one. Shush. Off the bat. It's effort. If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? He is a good hitter. If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, then we, we move right along because uh, it's been a doozy for the liberals this week. It really has. They've had a lot of trips and falls, stumbles, and they busted up their lip. And it's only fucking Tuesday, folks. What's the chances of that, huh? Um, natural immunity, longer lasting than protection from COVID-19 vaccines, says Dr. Robert Malone. Um, again, there's not going to be any peer-reviewed studies. There's not going to be any real, like, long-term, like, we've actually studied this shit. Why? Well, not here in the U.S. They're doing those no, studies no, in no, Israel. No, no, no. Why? Why won't there be any long-term studies or peer-reviewed crap yet? Uh, because it hasn't been around long enough to do a long-term study on it. Correct. Hasn't been around. It's only been around for two years. We we don't know anything about this disease. Nothing. Nothing. And we have retards. Correction. My bad. We have, quote-unquote. Hold on. Let me hold them up. Dreaded air quotes. We have, quote-unquote, quote doctors. Doctors. They said they were angels no they're doctors and these doctors i.e anthony fuckface anthony fuckface has been running his neck all weekend all over the news oh yeah well you people in those college campuses going to them college football games how chanting fuck joe biden how dare you you're that's a super spreader event why are you conducting this um, Would you like to hear from the desk of Anthony Fauci? Not yet. Okay. Not yet, because we're going we're gonna to continue with Dr. Malone first. Because he reported, and many Israeli researchers have found, that people in the country vaccinated with Pfizer's COVID-19 shot were 13 times more likely to contract the Delta variant of the CCP virus and 27 times more at risk of symptomatic disease compared to those who had already recovered from COVID-19. Wait, wait. So people that have gotten the vaccine are more likely to get Delta than people that haven't gotten the vaccine? Correct. Whether or not those people that haven't gotten the vaccine have been, been sick previously or not. exposed yep. to COVID. Correct. Wow. Yeah. And it's been now shown that the papers offers uh, a breadth of immune response to the terms of TMB cell memory that populations are more diverse, or more long-lasting than the breadth of the immune response elicited by the spike-based vaccines alone, said Dr. Malone, the inventor of the class of vaccines based on the messenger RNA, and said on America's Tough Leaders program on Epic TV. So, folks... Um, you know, um, Dr. Gert Vanderbosch actually just spoke on this recently, and Del Bigtree uh, kind of broke down his video and analyzed it. But basically what he said was when you have antibodies from the vaccine, they are, they are uh, specific, right? So they're specific to just this one strand of COVID that they're going up against. Whereas your natural antibodies are nonspecific, so they can go up against, they'll, they'll block any variant, uh, both alpha, delta, gamma, mu, epsilon, whatever it is, your nonspecific natural antibodies have a greater ability to block any variant. The thing is, though, when you've taken the jab, even if you've already previously have, had COVID and you have those nonspecific antibodies, the specific antibodies are stronger than the nonspecific antibodies. Essentially, they knock those nonspecific antibodies out. 
So even if you've had COVID before that's and you get the not, vaccine. That's not true. What they actually do. Well, that's what Gert Vanderbosch said, and he's, the, he's like a very high-level doctor. So, Okay, one more time. They don't knock them out. What they, and I guarantee this is what Gert Van, Vanderbosch said. I guarantee you misheard what Gert Vanderbosch said and, or misremembering what he said. Either way, what he, I guarantee he said is that it replicates at such a speed with a spike protein as the, the fake antibody. It replicates within those cells, destroying the natural antibody that was originally there, making it a spike protein. Yeah, no, that's not what he said at all. I guarantee that's what he you said. You want me to pull up the video? Because I can tell you right now that it does not knock them out, but it will replicate, duplicate, and... It overpowers them. It doesn't overpower them. It replicates within them. It is the mRNA vaccine. That's what it was produced to do. It wasn't that it was to destroy them or overpower them. It was to replicate within cells that already exist within the human body. That's why they used fetal tissue. That's why they used everything they used on it. But either way, continuing with this story really quick. Uh, while the antibodies reduce over time, T cells of types and blood cells that protect against infection are the B cells that can last for a lifetime. Those are the important ones. Federal health authorities acknowledge that natural immunity exists, but have continued to claim that the protection from the vaccines is better. Pointing to different set of studies, including the one from Kentucky published by the state's Center of Disease Control uh, and Prevention Researchers, authorities continue to urge everybody, re regardless of their prior infection, to get vaccinated. Why would you require that if natural immunity is so much stronger than vaccine annotated immunity? Because they're not doing this for your health or for public health. No. That's not their ultimate think goal. they're trying to eliminate yeah, human depopula depopulation and sterilization is their goal. Uh, some other scientists though have found a growing body of evidence and natural immunity must play a longer role in policy decisions on vaccines and uh, amid the pandemic. Nat Sorry. I, I, can't, I can't help it. <laughs> Folks, this is like a gigantic penis in her face. <laughs> she has to play with it. I do. She has to smack herself in the face with it. You're jealous. She has to rub it. Uh-huh. <laughs> lick it. Rub it down. I oh, no. I haven't licked. I don't lick anymore. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. Trust me. We know. Um, either way, uh, the natural immunity is pretty darn good, and we can focus on better efforts uh, for people who are unvaccinated and have not recovered from prior infection, Dr. Uh, Dene Pessard said, a professor at the University of California, San Francisco's Department of Epidemiology and Biostatistics, wrote in a social media post over the weekend. The Israeli study, Malone said, seems to indicate that the breadth of durability of the immune response was superior with that of natural infection in recovery. Um, breath. I'm going to make sure I say it, indicate the breadth of durability. Um, didn't Fuckface Fauci say something about durability this past weekend? Yeah. Concerning the vaccine? I, I think he did, yeah. Let's see if I can find it. You know, I'm just trying to remember my Sunday morning talk shows, and I didn't get to watch all of them this week because I was working on Sunday. But I do remember seeing something where Fauci said something pretty retarded when it came to the durability of vaccines. Let's see. This might be it right here. If we get the overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated, we will get the herd immunity. 
If we do it in the next six months, it will happen in the next six months. If we do it in the next two months, it'll happen in the next two months. I would support that if you want to get on a plane and travel with other people, that you should be vaccinated. When you hear us say, should you mandate vaccination for children to be able to attend school, some people say, oh my goodness, that would be terrible to do that. Yeah. But we already do that and have been doing that for decades and decades. I don't know what school you went to, but the school that I went to, you had to be vaccinated for measles, mumps, rubella, polio, or otherwise you couldn't go to school. That's not actually so true. So it is not something new to mandate vaccines for school children. The solution that we have at our hands is vaccines. Well, that's not what I was talking about. Well, I, I don't know what to tell you. That was the clip that you sent me, so. No, it wasn't. Uh, either way, the part that I was discussing or trying to talk about was the durability. He actually said something about the durability of the vaccine this past weekend on one of the Sunday morning talk shows. And that durability thing that he was talking about was he was asked point blank, like, is natural immunity a thing? And um, he couldn't answer the question. And he said, well, the question really comes down to the durability of natural immunity. Does it really last as long as everybody seems to think it does? Yet, um, we have doctors here that are saying that, yeah, natural immunity is not only that good, but it's damn good. And the durability of it has shown, granted, we, we've only got but... What will you design today? Sorry. We've only got but two years worth of study on this. Um, yeah, it it works. It's pretty damn good. We don't right now. We don't even know what the durability of the shot is or the jab. We have no idea of that right now. We're still trying to figure that out. The durability of the jab is still unknown. But we can tell you right now that natural immunity seems to have a pretty good durability because those people that have recovered from COVID-19 hasn't been a whole lot of reporting done on people who have been reinfected from, you know, that were not vaccinated yet, got COVID-19, recovered from it, and haven't heard a whole lot about those people getting it again. It's very rare. So I would have to say the durability of the antibodies that are growing in your body after being exposed to COVID-19 are pretty damn good. Um, yeah. Unless you're a bat. Yeah. But then again, that was part of what was uh, whatever developed in a lab. <laughs> whatever. It was definitely developed in a lab. So, um, well, since we heard Fauci talk about mandates there, let's let's talk well, a little bit more about mandates. Well, hold on. If we're going to go there, we got to do something else first. Okay. okay? Sure. So uh, this this is obviously first. <laughs> and now a message from Dr. Anthony Fauci. Just because we haven't done that in a while. That's true, we haven't, although we already played the Fauci clip. But this is, um, this, this is an interesting little um, blast from the past. Watch this. This is fun. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. But there will be no nationwide mandate. I was referring to mandates by private institutions and portions of the federal government. There will be no federal mandate. One that's not the role of the federal government. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. But you would never mandate, at least I do not think you would. <laughs> uh, I'd be pretty 
a surprise if you mandated it for any element of the general public. Did he not just two seconds ago no, I don't think talk about how uh, all kids get vaccines mandated in school? Yeah, could have sworn. Oh, just another example of flip-flop Fauci. So, but folks, that whole, that's actually a good piece because that actually shows that, look, liberals have been doing this for the, the longest time. Like, think about it. We have been sitting here now in the midst of this epic pandemic that's been going on that everybody quotes, the dreaded air quotes. It is the horrible sickness that it will get you killed. Well, Look at what they just said. You just had the president. You had the fucking voice box of the president. You had the retard Fauci on there. And they all said that no mandates. Last week, what did they say? Mandates. Mandates. Oh, you have to get it. Not um, Your body, my choice. That's the one that stuck with me. That's the meme that has stuck with me since the get-go on this. Your body, my choice. Oh, you don't want it? Too bad. You know what's interesting? I got a um, I got an email this morning. And you love to smack. I know I do. It's always right there. So uh, here we go. This is from my old boss. President Biden announces nationwide vaccination mandates for larger private employers, federal agencies, their contractors, and healthcare employers. Right. So blah blah blah. It said. Below is a summary of what the president has proposed for a nationwide vaccine mandate. Our company will apply with this mandate as we are a company that employs more than 100 employees. Once the policy is developed, we will have no choice but to comply. I suggest that you start sharing this proposal with your associates so they are not surprised and hopefully the unvaccinated will consult their doctors and make the proper decision. You gonna make that decision? Uh, yeah. The proper decision that I'm going to make is to tell them to fuck off. Okay. Strong words to follow, Con. I mean, I quit two fucking months ago. Well, did you really, though? I mean, they won't. I, I literally, I walked in this morning. I saw this email, and I was like, so, have you found my replacement yet? Because I ain't putting up with this bullshit. That's for damn sure. That honestly sounds like coercion to me. Make the proper decision. How is it anybody's decision except for yours what the proper decision is? I'm sorry. That just sounded like coercion right there. There was no talk about testing. It was all just get the vaccine. Actually, I think you're using the wrong word there. Coercion is uh, uh, more along the lines of making you think that what the decision you're making is the right idea. The proper decision? Um, you're being bullied there. In yeah. that in that aspect, you are being bullied to get the vaccine. Yeah, and I don't I don't deal well with bullies. Well, I mean, why haven't why did I get kicked in the nuts? Why hasn't he? <laughs> he doesn't have any. Well, he why didn't you kick him in the chest then? <laughs> He's got chesticles. He's got to. <laughs> he might. I mean, holy shit. No, he, I, I'm the only he, one that gets kicked. He no, fuck avoided you. me like the plague today. He was terrified of me. He did not want to be anywhere near me. He knew I was pissed. Like, oh, yeah, he knew he wasn't coming. Nope. Nope. Complete, like, he walked right past me. Didn't even say, didn't even give me a dirty look for not wearing a mask. Uh, I wouldn't wear a mask at all. Oh, I, I haven't. I have not in months months and i will not put one back on and it's right now required for everybody at my work to wear a mask regardless of vaccination status and you know what i say to that i don't care fucking fire me please already i already quit so seriously why haven't you fired me seriously
Mm. Like, what are you going to do? Fire me? I already quit. Again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, so this is, this is scary. Uh, Project Veritas coming in for the win again. Although I'm, I'm not sure how much of a win this one is, but this, this is scary. So listen over, to this one. I overheard a chemical restraint being given to one of the residents I worked with in order to get her to take the COVID vaccine. They had given her a PRN, Xanax, and they were successful after giving her the PRN in order to get her to take the COVID vaccine. The resident was lied to about which shot she was receiving. She was told that it was the flu shot. They should have technically had a care conference with the family or telehealth visit with the family beforehand and made sure this was all right. Three o'clock in the morning, my phone went off. She was not responding, little response, and by the time she got to the hospital, she died. She's no longer with us, and in her last moments of life, she had to have her dignity removed. I had overheard a chemical restraint. They killed that woman. And they, 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 that's that was, murder. That's straight up murder. That is straight up murder. I mean, there's no coercion there. Nope. They drugged her, they inoculated her, and she died without any informed consent, without any family consultation. They just straight up killed her. And she's not the that's, only one. That's uh, murder. Right now, I'm hearing 170 people a day are dying, dying from the COVID vaccine. 170 people a day. And that's just what's being reported. That's murder. That really is. So here's what New York, you know, well, New York is on. near and dear to our because, hearts. Because uh, a federal judge today uh, blocked the New York State healthcare workers' vaccination mandate. Actually stepped in. Again, now we're starting to see more Americans step up, stand up, step out, and come out against this. And finally, we're seeing some people on the bench do the same. But a federal judge on Tuesday granted an emergency in, uh, injunction blocking the state of New York from enforcing the new Chinese Communist Party virus vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. Uh, 17 medical health professionals had asked to, to enjoin an enforcement of New York's uh, mandate. Uh, then Andrew Cuomo announced on August 16th. The mandate required that staff hospitals and long-term care facilities, such as nursing homes, adult care facilities, and other congregate care settings be vaccinated with COVID-19 to continue to be employed. So folks, these are people that like literally, these are medical professionals. They've been doing it for a hot minute. They deal with this shit on a daily basis. Again, explain to me this. Why are doctors, nurses, healthcare staff who are around this shit all the time saying, no, I don't want your vaccine. I can explain to you exactly why. In fact, I went on a rant about this the other day to my mom and my aunt who thinks she's a liberal and they both just sat there in silence like, oh shit. Uh, because maybe they just sat there and were just like, <laughs> look at this dumbass. Well, they're used to it. So actually my mom got the official list of ingredients for the Comerity shot from a friend of hers who's a doctor. Well, they, I'm sorry, it's not official yet because it hasn't been produced yet, so there is no package insert, which is the, technically the official list. But she did find out that there is thimerosal, formaldehyde, and aluminum in the vaccine, which we're allergic to. So well, those are the, we're good on Those that. are the top three. Those are the epithets, yeah. I mean, besides the whole gene therapy thing, right, right off the bat, that gives us a medical well, exemption. Well, how about 
the aborted fetal tissue. Aborted fetal that's, tissue. That's, that's the in religious it too. exemption. Yes, um, but the reason and there was a story that came out uh, just recently, and it you know it made all the mainstream news media about this guy who died from a heart attack because he couldn't get into any of the ERs because they were just overwhelmed with COVID patients, right? Yeah, that see was that in story? Uh, Alabama, Al I think. No, Oklahoma. No, no, that was the other story was in Oklahoma. This was this I think was in Alabama. Okay. Um, Oklahoma was the story that the hospital s uh, the doctor said that um, the gunshot patients. Yeah, the be gun seen. exactly. Yeah. No, this guy legit died of a heart attack in his car in an emergency you know in an emergency room parking lot because he couldn't get into an emergency room because the hospital was overwhelmed with COVID because they didn't have enough beds. And I'm sorry, I'm calling bullshit on that. It's not that they didn't have enough beds. It's that they didn't have enough healthcare workers. Why didn't they have enough healthcare workers? Because they fired them for not taking the vaccine. Why didn't they take the vaccine? Well, maybe because they spend all day dealing with vaccine injuries and they know how badly it can fuck you up and they don't want to die. Possibly. But we got to get off of COVID because okay. we spent well, too much time. Here's here. what right. New York says about it, about the vaccine mandate. And I think this probably had some um, direct impact on that judge making that ruling. So here you go. Yep. Remember, folks, most popular president in the United States of and America. And this is in New York. Yeah. This is in the city. A blue like, state. Like legit. I mean, they're going. They're on the Brooklyn Bridge. They are walking over the Brooklyn Bridge, chanting the new national chant. So just just so you're all aware, too, uh, CNN um, made an ass of themselves again. Uh, because apparently we do not have a uh, constitutional right for interstate travel. Just letting you aware, Washington Examiner piece uh, came out September 10th. I'm begging you with tears in my eyes, please consider hiring analysts who know what they're talking about. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not an analyst. <laughs> Left, left Wing Cable Network hosted a panel on Friday scolding the percentage of the country that is still unvaccinated against the coronavirus, CNN medical analyst uh, Leanna Wynn argued that the privileges come with being a U.S. citizen also come with responsibilities. If you want privileges, she explained, then you'll have to do your part. There are privileges associated with being an American, Wynn said, um, that if you wish to travel, these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. The travel and having the right to travel, interstate travel is not a constitutional right as far as I know, and it's not uh, and I, as I know, to board a plane, she added, if you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you travel, please, you better go get the vaccine. Why would you say please? I mean, it's not like she has gives a shit about anything. So she's pretty much worthless. But just so you're aware, um, there's some crazy stuff going on over there at CNN. Um, so uh, everybody knows that Biden's tax reform bill went in front of the con uh, right went in front of the Congress and the uh, armed or the, uh, yeah, the Congress uh, Ways, and, uh, Ways and Means Committee. Um, and it's passed, apparently. Um, it will be coming out. It will be rolling out. Uh, you remember how, you know, Biden, I think if you go look online and you look for Anthony Fauci saying anything about COVID, you can find shit where he's flip-flop back and forth on, 
you know, he's got the, the right answer and the wrong answer, the right answer and the wrong answer, the right answer and the wrong answer. Well, when it comes to taxes, Joe Biden's about the same. If you go look online, you just do a Google search, find out what Joe Biden said about taxes, you'll find the right answer, the wrong answer, the right answer, the wrong answer, the right answer, and so on and so forth. Okay, well, hold on. Let's, let's talk about the economy real quick. So uh, I got a couple stories on this that I've been holding on to, actually, because we didn't get to it in the last podcast because we went like three and a half hours. So, um, Yeah, literally, we're almost at an hour again, and you're now just jumping into this. Well, that's great because now we've gotten to my stories, so you can let me talk. You don't get to just talk the whole entire show. I got you, but I'm. What? Just go. Okay, good. So, uh, zero hedge. The wheels come off as economic growth craters. New York Fed suspends its GDP tracking model. So, New York straight up dis- suspended be- their tracking model because they don't want you to know how horrible it is. Um, let's see. While quarter two is the best quarter for the economy in decades, in quarter three it is now widely accepted that, as we wrote a month ago, the wheels came off as a result of a sudden negative change. So there was a catastrophic jobs report. I mean, down like 500,000 from what it should have been. Um, Bad retail sales, reports of missed expectations three months in a row, no more stimmies, no more unemployment checks. And so... Morgan Stanley uh, took a nuke to their quarter three forecast for GDP. Um, Goldman is now expecting GDP to grow by just three and a half percent this quarter. It was eight and a half percent a month ago. And yeah, they cut their GDP from 6.5% to 2.9%. Now, Atlanta did not shut down their Fed, uh, their Fed GDP now model, and they cut it from 5.3% to 3.7% on September 1st. So actually, I... That's actually worse now because it's 1.6% is what the expected growth in the state of Georgia is. I mean, it's it's just crazy. Glenn Beck says it pretty this well. This Friday, before 9-11, we might have a better answer on why the Fed's GDP report from New York is gone. The Atlanta Fed, remember there are 12 regional economic districts Wow, 12 districts, almost like in the Hunger Games. Well, the Atlanta Fed (laughs) updated its uh, fourth quarter GDP forecast. They did it. And they have revised downward by 41%. So the project... Now, mind you, that doesn't mean that the GDP itself is going down 41%. It means the percentage number is going down 41%. So that's where you get that, you know, 6% to to 3.9%. That's the 41% that he's referring to. Not that the GDP entirely is going down 41%. Because then we'd be in a negative GDP. You never have a GDP of over 41%. That's just unheard of. Projected GDP number is now down by 41%. Now, Something like that would cause the economy and all the investors and everybody else to go into a tailspin. So, what did they do? Well, when you know something's going to go cause the economy to go into a tailspin, you can either just say, well, that's the truth, or you can just hide it. You can just not, you can just not publish it. Now, this number was released by the Fed in Atlanta. It was done Friday. 
about four o'clock again in the afternoon and we had 9-11 the overreach from biden the failures in Ad afghanistan and nobody was paying attention again we were we're trying to watch the other hand and this is really not good news so yeah um I, I think he he puts it very well there. It's not it's not good news at all. So wood prices have jumped to a decade high. Global food prices are through the roof. Gas prices have doubled. Um, black unemployment is skyrocketing again under Biden after reaching historic lows under Trump. That comes from trending politics. And Yahoo News, what Mick was just talking about. Biden plan will raise taxes on the middle class. So his $3.5 trillion tax plan no, or I wasn't infrastructure talking about that plan. At all, but okay. Okay. So uh, raising taxes on the middle class. So Biden's promise to raise taxes only on the richest Americans cannot possibly up be upheld if he is successful with the centerpiece of his tax plan. That, of course, is to repeal the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act passed during the Trump administration. You remember that nice big tax cut we got? Yeah. That's about to go bye-bye. If you thought you were going to get a tax cut under Biden, you were wrong. Well, You're not. We've been saying that since the get-go. And now but Yahoo News is saying it. But AMS, um, which is, um, yeah, sure. I don't even know what the hell they are. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, CNS, Con Consumer News Worldwide. Um, they, they published an article that Americans spent more on taxes in 2020 than on food, clothing, healthcare, and entertainment combined. So, for instance, uh, the American consumer units, and the BLS, they call them, spent a net total of uh, $17,211.12 on taxes in the last year while spending only $16,839 on food, clothing, healthcare, and entertainment combined, according to the R1 table in the BLS Consumer Expenditure Survey. All right. Consumer units, um, BLS, BLS families include single persons living alone or sharing a household with others who are financially independent or two or more persons living together who, are, who share major expenses. In 2020, according to the R1 table, the American uh, consumer units paid an average of $8,811 in federal income taxes while getting back only $1,911 in stimulus payments, also paid on the average of $2,492 in state, local, and income taxes, and $5,392 in Social Security taxes, and $353.42 in property taxes, and $71.87 in other taxes. So what that's basically saying is, look, we are spending more money in taxes by year than we are in anything else that we spend money on. Stop Granted, paying taxes. I'll give you this one. In 2020, sure, you couldn't go out to the movie theater. You, you couldn't go out and buy clothes. You couldn't do any of that shit. I get it. Got it. Good. Whatever. That's gay. Shut up. Listen. The point of this is, is that when your money is that backwards, when was the last time that you paid that much money for something and you didn't get exactly what you wanted? I'm sorry. If I paid you, let's just say $17,211.12 to come put a pool in my backyard and I wanted it eight feet deep, 
But because there was shit in my backyard that you said you couldn't dig through because your backhoe couldn't get through it, and you only made my pool four and a half feet deep, um, let me tell you something. For that amount of money um, and a pool, I'm going to be kicking your ass, if not killing you. Or at least asking for a refund. So when was the last time that you've ever spent that much money on something? And you didn't get exactly what you wanted. There's a problem there. When you're pushing money up to the federal government, which as far as I'm concerned, taxes are legal theft. That's all it is. They are literally stealing your money. They are saying right now, because they're going to raise the uh, capital gains tax to some ridiculous 47.6%. Not only that. So if you're making money that you've already paid taxes on, now they're going to tax that again to the tune of 47.6% that they have no right to do, nor do they have any right to touch. And you're okay with that? You, you might be a liberal. Just say you might be a liberal. Because I'm sorry, if I make X number of dollars and you tax me 47.6% of my earned income, is now taxed by the federal government. You mean to tell me I'm just making a little over 54% of what my actual earned income is? Um, get the hell out of here. Get your hand out of my pocket. Stop stealing my cash. There are better pickpockets out there than the federal government. Trust me. There, there really are. They will take all the money out of your cash. At least they'll leave you your fucking credit cards and your ID so you don't have to go back to the DMV. Okay, so it gets even worse than that. Real quick. Um, your, your parents built their house in Connecticut, what, 40 years ago now? 45 like that, years yeah. ago, right? They probably spent, what? 44 years ago. $50,000 on it, maybe? Something maybe, like that. right? Okay, maybe. so say they spent $50,000 on the house that they built 40 years ago, which is on a nice piece of land in a nice area in Connecticut, which is expensive as hell, right? So, God forbid they die, and they choose you of your four brothers to inherit the house. Under the current law you would pay taxes on what they initially purchased the house for, $50,000. Under Biden's new law, you will pay taxes on the market value of the house. So now that house is worth $500,000, guess what? You're up to the tune of $250,000 for that house that you inherited that your parents spent $50,000 on. Yeah, what, what are you trying to tell me? I already understand this. I'm not really well, confused you, as to... Well, great. You understand it. That doesn't mean that all of our listeners do. Okay. I, I'm just saying that I already understand that. I got you. I know. Well, I got you. I mean, that's, a, that's really fucked up. The only way to get around that it would be for your parents to sell their house right before they died and sell it to you and then pay the, you know, you pay the taxes on it then and let them live in it. But honestly, what... What elderly people, and there's a lot of elderly people that still stay in their homes, um, they, they, you don't know when you're going to die, right? You don't know that your kids can afford to buy the house from you, and that's, that's a lot of hoops to jump through. I mean, it's a lot of money, but it's a lot of hoops to jump through, so. I'm not arguing with I you. I know. It just really sucks. I'm confused as to why you're still beating this up. Because we're going to be broke here really soon. Well, most people are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's the way the government's going. It's, Absolutely. It's all about the government. But I, hey, you know what? Just print more money. 
Well, no, because they've already done that. And that's what why we're in the situation we're in. It has... Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm even talking. That was a facetious comment. Thank God. Because I <laughs> swear to God, I just want to headbutt you right now. That was completely... I cannot believe you so, didn't get my sarcasm there. No, I, I didn't even... <laughs> didn't even hear it. Um, so, uh, it gets better because uh, now we're uh, finding out that... Uh, not only does Millie not have a set of nuts, um, his nuts aren't even hanging in between his legs, nor are they hanging off his chest, because that would just be completely, um, it, would, it would make fun of not only men and women, but uh, he's absolutely worthless as a human being. And uh, instead, he likes to make things about Trump instead of making things about what he did in Afghanistan, or better yet, what he failed to do in Afghanistan. And the way he failed to lead the military and the way he failed to lead anybody in or out of Afghanistan. Um, now he, he likes to blame all that on Trump because that's all Trump's fault. You know, that obviously is Trump's fault. Um, but top general was so fearful Trump might spark a war that he made secret calls to his Chinese counterpart, new book says. Um, let me tell you about this real quick, just from a legal standpoint. When you're in that position like he's in and you're making phone calls to foreign powers, especially um, contradictory foreign powers um, such as this, uh, such as China. Um, the Treason Subversion Act comes into effect. It's something that's um, really got some damning shit in there. Long story short, this Treason, treason Act, it's like, look, if you're talking to our enemy about what's going on currently in our country and you're giving them insight as to what's const going on right now, that's what we like to call in my realm treason. You have now broken a law that is actually a standing penal code within Title 18 and actually has a Title 18 code to it. Uh, Title 18, I'm pretty sure it's Title 18, Section 7 dash Article one, two, 3, three, Section 3. No, that's within the Constitution. That's not a law. That's just merely a statement. Again, Title 18, Section 7, Part 123, which is the Treason Act, um, actually talks about what the law of treason is. And when you're making these phone calls there, General Milley, um, you might want to talk to one of your counterintelligence agents because obviously somebody has not been advising you the way they're supposed to because you wouldn't be saying the things that you're saying right now, you fucking idiot. Because what you just did was break the goddamn law. It's really simple. If you're saying that one phone call took place October 30th, 2020, four days before the election, and unseated President Trump, and the other on January 8th, two days before the Capitol siege, uh, that carry, was carried out, or two days after the cap, capital siege was carried out by his supporters, um, that tells me that there's something else going on there, there, General Milley. Something you might want to come clean to the American people over, i.e., why are you talking to the Chinese government prior to and after a federal election within this country? And don't tell me because... Oh, I'm so afraid Donald Trump is going to spark a war. Jeez, I'm such a snowflake. Look, you fucking faggot. Please tell us why you were talking to the Chinese government. I, I can tell you why. You shouldn't have been. That is illegal. What you were doing was illegal. Unless you were doing it at the behest of Donald Trump, which 
according to everything I've read in this article, you were not doing it at the behest of Donald Trump. That means you were looking to subvert the federal government that was in place at the time, which means you were working through back-channel allies, not at the behest of the president of the United, sitting president of the United States. No, you were doing it on your own because you think you know foreign policy better than he did. Not exactly on his own. Uh, you remember, this came out on CNN on January 8th of 2021. Pelosi says she spoke to General Milley about Trump and the nuclear codes. Correct. But it was nothing about talking to China. This story just came out mm -hmm. as of yesterday. So it has nothing to do with talking to China. I don't give a fuck what the dipshit Pelosi said to General Milley back in March of fucking I don't fucking care. Well, this was that doesn't right apply. at the same time. It does not apply to what this is, what I'm talking about with this. This is straight up a criminal act. Oh, I understand that, but I'm saying Pelosi... Then why are you bringing this bullshit up with Pelosi? Because I'm saying Pelosi brought, put has him up to it. Has nothing to do with this. So when Pelosi no, said... No, Pelosi didn't put him up to anything. After speaking with Millie on Friday, Pelosi told her caucus that she's gotten assurances that there are safeguards in place in the event Trump wants to launch a nuclear weapon, according to multiple sources on a caucus call. Okay, so one more time. In this article, it says the first call was prom uh, prompted by Milley review of intelligence suggesting that Chinese believe that the United States was preparing to attack. The belief of the authors wrote the intentions were over South China, over the South China Sea, dependent by Trump's belligerent rhetoric towards China. General Lee, I wanted to assure you that the American government, Billy said, told him, we're not going to attack or conduct any. This was as of when? Let's see. October. Okay. So that's, that doesn't apply. That's stupid. That has nothing to do with this. This has everything to do with somebody trying to subvert the federal government in a sitting U.S. president. Oh, yeah. Straight up treason. Millie has not been charged with a crime yet. He should be. Very confused as to why. We're so intent on impeaching presidents for next to nothing phone calls. Yet we've got a retard and this ass clown who went out, wrote a book about it. Well, he didn't write the book. Um, Bob, no, he Bob Woodward, wrote it. Bob Woodward and Robert Costa wrote hey, it. Who is Bob Woodward? He's, he's the guy that they pulled your brain surgeon literally out of the operating room when his hands were in your head to go work on. Yeah. 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 I figured you might have a. Oh, oh no. I know. I know exactly one. who Bob Woodward is. Yeah. So General Milley, again, uh, first of all, other than being absolutely disgusted, first of all, as an army vet, uh, not only as an army vet, but as a soldier, as someone who served during the time of war um, and fought in wars, um, and I'm pretty sure you're pretty retarded when it comes to that. So I'm just going to go ahead and say um, your secret calls to China are illegal. Why the FBI is not investigating you right now, I'm really confused on. Because if this was Don Jr., we'd be investigating this. Because it's the FBI and they're worthless. Um, still trying to figure out why you are in the office you're in. Because if I were you... Which I'm not, thank God, because I'm not that gay. <laughs> but if I were you, I would probably be like, already have signed my resignation letter, left it on the president's desk, and walk the fuck out of the White House, never to return again, 
because I am a coward. I am yellow. And um, you're about the biggest pussy I've ever seen. Just saying. Throwing that out there. Food for thought. So just suck on that one. So we get to my favorite part, and this is one of my more favorites because Abe Lincoln apparently lost his shit today. I don't know if you he all got saw his it. Ass handed to I'm him. sorry. It's really uh, Taliban Abe, uh, I believe is what they're calling him now, um, <laughs> which I think is fitting because, I mean, you think about it. The guy gave all our weapons to the Taliban. And, uh, oh, by the way, the five, four, 500 Americans that are still in Afghanistan that we still haven't been able to do anything about because, you know, the Biden regime said, well, we're going to get in there. We're going to do something about it. Apparently doing something about it meant to flying to Qatar and Doha to talk to some Taliban officials uh, who they never met with and instead met with the Qatar and the Doha governments and then turn around and flow home, throwing it out there. Can, uh, we, can we let the clips speak for themselves? Because yeah, sure. I think that senators did an excellent job <sighs> handing Abe Lincoln's ass to him on a platter today. I'm sure that Abe Lincoln, or I'm sorry, Taliban Abe. Detachment from reality. It's the, it's the same denial. Yeah. I'm sure Taliban Abe is going to do nothing but blame Trump. But go ahead. Absolutely. Here you go. Mr. Secretary, if, if I were just to read your testimony, not having watched any news, I would literally think this was a smashing success. But I do read the news, as most Americans do, and we realize this is a complete debacle. And I think what concerns me the most, among many things, is that detachment from reality. It's the, it's the same denial of reality, for example, on, on the border. A self-inflicted wound, a crisis created by President Biden's policies that have completely thrown open our borders, and yet the administration denies that we have a problem at the border. So that was one of them. This poor man. Focus of today's hearing, Mr. Secretary, the execution of the U.S. withdrawal was clearly and fatally flawed. This committee expects to receive a full explanation of the administration's decisions on Afghanistan since coming into office last January. There has to be accountability. Accountability would be a great thing. Too bad I don't think it's going to happen. Ever. 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 Here we go. Here's Jim Jordan. I always love Jim Jordan. He always does a great job. Raise taxes. Going to largest spending bill in American history, 3.5 trillion, which is going to raise taxes on the hardworking people. And again, remember the Democrats' economic plan: lock down the economy, spend like crazy, pay people not to work, and for the people who are working and who are here legally, who didn't break the law, they're going to raise your taxes, and they're going to take that tax money and give amnesty to people who did break the law, and give money to cities that, in fact, thumb their nose at federal immigration law and our sanctuary cities. Largest. They just go after him on literally everything. This one was great. But you guys are going to have to put up with the, the screw tubes ads for a second. There we go. Skipping the ads. Now recognize Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Blinken, assuming it's not classified, can you tell us where you are today? Uh, yes, I'm uh, at the State Department. Oh, couldn't couldn't be bothered to come down here and see Congress. All right, that's great. Uh, hey, my sir, excuse me, sir. My understanding is that that the House is not in session. 
And that's why the I, session I'm, has been I'm right here, Secretary. So is the chairman, so is the ranking member. We're, in, we're here. Me, Mr. Chairman, reclaiming my time. Did state at any point in the evacuation process block American citizens from leaving Afghanistan? No, we did not. None. Your testimony before Congress is, is that state didn't block any American citizens leaving to Afghanistan. To the contrary, my officers, men and women, ran into the building from around the world to help it's, Americans get out. It's a simple yes or no. I and heard you do Yes or no? I'm, I just want to uh, clarify. You didn't block anybody. State didn't did block any Americans. Uh, no. Uh, okay. They were there to help Americans right. get out. How many? I, I want to Go know ahead, how please. many Afghan citizens came to the United States that had not met the qualifications for a special immigrant visa. We're in the process of no, no, no. How going many? through. How many? How I, many I, did I, you bring? You were just at Dulles. How many did you bring? But wait, there's more. A total of pro approximately 60,000. That have uh, not met the SIV the process. Standard. Some of those will be, some of those will have been through the SIV process. All of them, regardless of SIV status, will have gone through rigorous security checks. First at the transit it'd points be nice outside if we, of the United It'd be States nice if that was done before States. we brought these people to the United States of America. Mr. Secretary, are Afghan refugees required to be vaccinated for COVID before coming to the United States of America? Uh, they are vaccinated in the United States uh, before they are before they are resettled into the United States. There are none of these uh, Afghan citizens that are allowed to leave these these uh, resettlement communities, Fort Dix, Dulles, etc., that are allowed to leave at any time they want. None of them are leaving unless they are vaccinated for COVID. Is that, is that your testimony? They're, te they're, they're tested for COVID. Thank you, Mr. Mr. Secretary. Is it the policy of the United States of America to take hard-earned tax dollars and pay terrorist organizations? Uh, it is not. It is not. So your testimony earlier was is that we're sending taxpayer dollars to Afghanistan right now for humanitarian relief. Who are we sending that to? To NGOs and to the United Nations agencies who are using that assistance, not to the Afghan government. government is 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 not receiving that as we do around the world in places of conflict where we provide humanitarian assistance working through UN uh, working through uh, NGOs with long tested okay. methods okay to make okay sure okay right. stop, right, this. stop this I, I can't listen to this bullshit anymore. <laughs> holy Jesus Christ folks this is this is uh, <laughs> I know we've been beating this up but this guy is so full of shit there is absolute shit there you can keep going that clip is probably how long it's six minutes but how there's one more hold on recent interview with the fbi and was it a deposition i'm sorry i don't know what you're referring are you saying that you have not had a recent interview with the fbi since becoming secretary of state i'm uh, i i'm not sure what you're referring to uh, and I'm happy to take that uh, up with you offline. Did the, did the State Department turn over documents to the FBI related to Hunter Biden, Burisma, and or the Blue State Strategies Co Corporation? Uh, you'll have to uh, So you have no the, knowledge uh, of this. You have had no, 
you don't you are you saying you have ha not, not had an interview it, it with was, the FBI? It, was, it would not Secretary be appropriate for me to comment uh, in a public forum on any uh, legal proceedings that the department. Okay, okay, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta pause that because the blue state strategy thing, uh, that is something we've actually talked about before. We've actually brought up on this show, hmm. um, especially about blue state strategies because they are a company that we, uh, I brought up before the BB, they're the. BSS, which I thought was hysterical. I was like, what, the blue shit shit state something something or other? The blue it, shit show, I think is what you called it. I think so. I think yeah. that's what I, the way I refer to it. But um, that is funny that this is the first time in an unclassified forum that I've ever heard that actually brought up. And the fact that this is being brought up here, it makes me kind of laugh even harder because this is something that a whole lot of people aren't talking about because they're the ones that, if I remember correctly, and I, it's we're, we're dating ourselves now because now we're going back to December of last year. Um, in December of last year, I believe I brought it up, and it was one of our earlier podcasts, and it was had to do with um, the voting machines and how Blue State Strategies was one of the big founders and uh, one of the financial providers for uh, another small unknown company at the time. Smartmatic? No. Dominion? Dominion. Hmm. That funded Dominion to put voting machines in the United States. And uh, one of the sadder points I have to make about that is that Georgia was one of the first states to jump on that bandwagon. I think Georgia was the first. Yeah, I believe they were. Yep. Um, to suck that one down and uh, because at the time we were looking for new voting machines to replace our outdated voting systems. So it, it's a tough one to, to eat, but yeah, we'll, we'll deal with it. Hold on. There's we're like Georgia. 30 seconds left in this clip. So let's, let's finish it off. Cause it's uh, it gets good. Comment on the legal proceedings. I'm just asking if you've been interviewed by the FBI since becoming secretary of state. Um, Again, I'm not going to comment one way or another on any uh, legal proceedings or not uh, that may or may not have uh, happened. Have um, you sought to let me remind the gentleman that the topic of this hearing is Afghanistan. That's what we're. I, I appreciate it, Mr. Chairman, but the secretary generally refuses to answer questions about Afghanistan. So I just figured we talk about something you should be intimately familiar with. Have you sought to alter any of your testimony from last year's Senate investigation regarding this topic, Mr. Secretary? Gentleman's time has expired. <laughs> that is <laughs> I told you it was good at the end hey look the, the son of a gun won't answer any questions so I'm going to ask him some questions I figure he'll be able to answer and uh, yeah no he didn't <coughs> so that I well that's I, because he wants the Taliban to have an inclusive and representative government uh, uh, again I don't think we have to beat this one up I think we've already beat the shit out of this story to the point that the not only is now the horse dead, but the other the horse's grandchildren are now dead, and uh, we beat the snot out of this one. But um, just to let you know, well, don't you have a Hunter Biden laptop story in there? Because that that's a pretty good segue it, into it, that. Not really, <laughs> but yes, it is coming up. It is. Um, but this is going to be quick and sweet and short because I'm not going to give them any more time than they absolutely deserve. So uh, the New York Times quietly deleted their claim that Hunter Biden's laptop was an unsubstantiated story. Um, um, so they did an update, not a retraction. Um, no, no, they they did a 
delete. They deleted the claim. Oh, so not a not an actual retract retraction. They, they just, just deleted went it. online in the middle of the night just and said eh, that like, never really happened. That didn't and happen. It's gone. It's scrubbed. So long story short, uh, they came out early on. If you remember back when the New York Post posted their story, and oh by the way, the New York Post had uh, a receipt signed by Hunter Biden, uh, billed to Hunter Biden for one uh, laptop at the time for Hunter Biden. And uh, said, look, there's this story that everybody deleted because they deleted it off social media because, oh, you can't see that this early, this this late before the election. And uh, long story short, the New York Times went on to say how it was a work of Russian propaganda, this, that, and the other thing. And hours later, the New York Times published an update to the article that said that it removed the unsubstantiated bit when talking about the New York Post's article concerning Hunter Biden. So that tells us that not only was it substantiated, but it was true. It was real. And, and very damning. It was very damning. And because he had a whole lot of porn, a whole lot of other things, uh, Child incest porn, is best. Incest, yeah. uh, there's all sorts of other things that were in that laptop, emails from the big guy, the you know, payments concerning. So what is the FBI holding on to then? If it's not Hunter Biden's laptop, what is the FBI holding on to? I would think that the FBI is holding on to the entire destruction of the Democratic Party. You, you would think, wouldn't you? I would. I have one more Afghanistan story before we move on from there. And I know we've beaten a dead horse, but we actually haven't talked about this at all. So if you remember, right after those 13 heroes were killed, uh, the administration came out and they said that they got them. They got the bad guys. They they did a drone strike, and they got the ISIS-K operative. And then that story went away real quick because it yep, turned out because that it because they didn't wasn't. get them at all because we actually did talk about this, and we did talk about the fact that they killed civilians, and they did not kill the one guy that they thought they got. Okay. Well, um, my favorite, my, my the only senator I actually like talked about it as well. What, Rand Paul? And, and yes. And got on blinking about it. So hold on real quick. This isn't very long. The money. If they behave, you're going to give them the money. Why don't we subtract the $80 billion from the $10 billion you're going to give them? Then they're minus 70 still. I mean, really, the fact that you're entertaining good behavior, that they'll get more money, I think is a big mistake and a naive notion that we're going to somehow change this Stone Age philosophy by giving them more of our money. We've sunk trillions of dollars over this. This is our chance to have a peace dividend. Let's quit sending good money after bad. The guy the Biden administration droned, was he an aid worker or an ISIS-K operative? Uh, the administration is, of course, uh, reviewing that, uh, uh, that strike. Uh, well, uh, and uh, I'm sure that a you know, full assessment will be, will be for you. You don't know if it was an aid worker or an ISIS-K operative? Uh, I can't speak to that, and I can't speak to that in this setting in any event. So you don't know or won't tell us? Uh, I, don't, I don't know because we're, we're reviewing it. Well, see, you'd think you'd kind of know before you off somebody with a Predator drone, whether he's an aid worker or he's an ISIS-K. See, the thing is, is this isn't just you. It's been going on for administration after administration. The Obama administration droned hundreds and hundreds of people. And the thing is, is there is blowback to that. I mean, I don't know if it's true, but I see these pictures of these beautiful children that were killed in the attack. If that's true, and not propaganda, if that's true, Guess what? Maybe you created hundreds or thousands of new potential terrorists from bombing the wrong people. So you got to know who you. We can't sort of have an investigation after we kill people. We have an investigation before we kill the money. If <laughs> that that is got to be I that told is classic. You that was classic. Rand Paul <laughs> killed that one. I love uh, Rand that. Paul. Is awesome.
<laughs> uh, so there you go. There's another one, folks. Rand Paul destroying uh, Abe Lincoln about who he drone striked. Uh, normally, you want to do an investigation before you whack him. That's basically <laughs> what he's trying to say. He's like, look, I don't mean to sound mobbish on this one, but <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> before you whack somebody. You might want to know who the fuck you're killing and why you're killing them. You know, you don't kill them because the guy made the wrong left turn on a road that didn't have any road signs anyway. So does it really matter if you made a wrong left turn or not? Not really. But you definitely don't do it without knowing who is in the car. And that's what he was getting after. I, I get that. Um, but again, like I said, we really beat the shit out of Afghanistan. Yeah, uh, let's move on. I'm not going to try and continue. But... Uh, Moving right along to something that's much more uplifting, a little bit happier. Uh, Are we there already? Because I still got some some downer shit. Yeah, we're there. Okay. We're past that downer oh, shit. Fine. Biden got booed at Ground Zero um, Ooh, to the okay. to the point that it was actually uh, I can't do a New York accent anymore. I can't do. I mean, I lived there, grew up there, did all my life, spent all my life there. But this guy's from Queens, so I could never ever replicate that. Um, accent anyway because I didn't grow up in Queens I grew up in the Bronx but <laughs> neither here nor there um, Biden got booed at ground zero it was pretty bad if you didn't see the video we've got the video we're going to play it here so if you're not watching on Rumble get on Rumble please check this video out because it is it's, it's quite comical um, he uh, got out to make his official remarks to the 9-11 remembrance ceremony remember folks he was told not to come to New York he was also told not to come to Shanksville, Pennsylvania. He was told not to come. Like, we're disinviting you. Like, you're not allowed here. And he showed up anyway. So, obviously, you saw the picture in the beginning. That happened at Shanksville, Pennsylvania. A bunch of par parents' kids got up there and straight trolled the motherfucker. Because he, he wasn't reading what their T-shirt said. He didn't see the MAGA hats. He didn't see... Uh, the Trump t-shirts. He didn't see all that in the kids. He just stood there because he thought he was going to get to sniff one of them. <laughs> so this happened uh, just the other day at the Trump, Trump ceremony or at the uh, Trump ceremony at the remembrance ceremony, which I thought was hysterical. So watch this shit because it's really funny. You're mud for what you did to Afghanistan. Terrible, don't sniff them. On the occasion of the 20th anniversary huh? of the... Don't sniff them. Don't sniff them. So, yeah, that's how he got treated in New York. Um, well, and it happened in uh, California as well. So, well, but right now we're still in 9-11, so just stand by. Okay, fine. So he, he shows up, and, uh, you know, the funny thing is, is I planned on doing a whole bit about what... George W. said about 9-11. And uh, I'm finding out that there's a lot of right-side broadcasting, especially, which I'm very upset with. Well, Republican broadcasting, not necessarily conservative broadcasting. But uh, there's a lot of right-side bro right broadcasting that did not say anything about what G-Dub said. That's and okay. I, I was very upset about that. But then I found out somebody else did a rant on it. So we're going to hold that one for just a second. But <sighs> continuing, continuing with this shit, he got booed not only at that event. He got booed also in Shanksville. And obviously the picture at Shanksville that you see there. Um, he got 
trolled. I don't think I, – I think that this proves that he has lost all mental faculties whatsoever that a president should have because he's getting booed. He's getting trolled by children. There's an issue there. When those things are happening and you're still standing there like, oh, look at me, <laughs> and they're playing it off like, <laughs> look at him. <laughs> That's funny. No, it's not funny. That's sad. You, you look like an old goat. You are the goat that they put out to pasture. They're just waiting to shoot you. And that's Don't call exactly. Him a goat. Call him an ass. Okay. You're the old ass that they put out the pasture. They're just waiting to put a bullet in you. And that's exactly what they're looking to do. Look at AOC and her stupid dress she wore. She's walking around wearing a fucking tax the rich dress and all oh that other God, crap. Oh my God, the memes on that were awesome. Hold they on. will, but we're going to go back to that because we're going to get into Jack's things first. So before, without any other ado, because this is wrong with you you ran under republican when you were in office now you're getting treated like a king by all these liberals and all these democrats because you like to call us terrorists you like to call americans who fight for their freedom terrorists on the weekend which was 9-11 we just had our 20th anniversary of the events that happened 20 years ago obviously 20th anniversary this man compared what happened on that day that killed more than 3,000 Americans to what happened on January 6th, uh, just this year, 2021, where nowhere near 3,000 died. In fact, I think only one died. Who knows? Some other people say five died. Oh, but anyways, guys, listen to this sack of shit. Listen. Correct, sir. George Bush, you are correct. We have extremists here at home, too. Why don't you go look yourself in the mirror and explain to us, explain to us what really happened on 9-11. Explain to us about Tower 7. Huh? Why don't you talk about that? Thankfully, we got the internet and the shit's coming out now. Why don't you explain to us about another knucklehead, George, that likes to fund organizations to de destabilize our country and our rights and our way of life here. Huh? George Soros funding Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Yet last year with the Summer of Love. 
Explain to us that, huh? We do got extremists here, you're right. Talking about, uh, having disregard for human life. Huh? The resident in office says he's Catholic. I never heard of no Catholic who funds abortion clinics or even supports that kind of idea. That's Luciferian right there. Anyways, guys, I don't want to go on forever like the, like the other one, but I'm Jack. This has been my rant. V. Lynn, Mick, back to you. Well, I... I do love Jack. That is... Uh, he brought up a lot of great points there, and uh, I'm going to hop on that Catholic one there at the end because you're absolutely right, Jack. There is no Catholic that supports that. We're not supposed to, at least. Uh, and I am Catholic. And uh, I, I, I think about... I think about what he said there, uh, comparing domestic extremism to the same extremism that we faced on 9/11. And uh, now, now mind it, now mind you, me and Jack completely disagree about 9/11, what took place 9/11. However, with that though, one thing that me and Jack do agree on is this. All right, and when you look at this, you boil this down. Uh, I fought against these fuckers, and literally, I will call them. All right, maybe fuckers is too nice because I call you all fuckers. So I'll call them sheep fuckers because that's <laughs> technically what they are. I've actually watched it through the scope, a thermal scope, in the middle of the night. And Syphilis I said, runs rampant there, huh? It is the most disgusting thing you've ever seen. But these goat fuckers are out there, and uh, they hate us. They could care less if you are an American Muslim. They will still fucking kill you. It is immaterial to them. Their extremism is so inbred in what they believe and what they think the world is and what we are. They have no idea what f real freedom is. I be I'm beginning to believe we, we started this show out with the land of confusion because I am I, I think I've finally succumbed to the land of confusion because I believe that we are slowly, slipperly, uh, that's such a word, slipperly? No, slippery. Slippery, sliding down this slope. Sliding down the slippery slope. There you go. Sure. A little alliteration for you. We are slowly but surely sliding down a slipperly, <laughs> I, can't slippery. Even slide, I can't even say it, slipperly. You suck at alliteration, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I do. <laughs> slippery slope into... A place where we've lost our own freedom. What is freedom, folks? The government has capitalized on the fact that the pandemic started and they could come out and say, well, you should wear a mask. What'd you do? You ran out. Everybody bought every mask off the shelf. They said toilet paper was running thin. You were fighting in supermarkets to get toilet paper. They were like, ooh, look what we can do under this vast state of healthcare. We can just say, well, this is a pandemic. It's of emergency health for the country, for people to protect people because the fear porn is stronger than anything we've ever done before. And now look at us. Okay. You want to talk about fear porn? This is you from our this? son too. I you know. See this I saw this. Yes. And um, my son sent it to me too. I know. It's a priest, like, literally shooting holy water into a car. It's I a drive-by baptism. Correct. He's so, doing a baptism with a squirt gun because he lives uh, in so much fear. Are you done? No. Thank you. So, again, folks, like, literally, 
I'm not done. <laughs> I said it wasn't done. I swear to God, I'm fucking kill her on that microphone and she smacks it again, folks. I apologize. It's not me. I'm not hitting it. But again, I look at it this way. You know, I, I had this conversation with a lady not too long ago. And I told her, look, yeah, I don't live my life in fear. I don't let some disease control me. Um, if you want that disease to control you, go ahead. Let it. Let it control you. That's on you. That's not on us. Uh, that's not on me. I'm not wearing a mask. I will not be wearing a mask in your house. And uh, I'm not going to be inside your house. I'm going to be in your garage. So I really don't care about how you feel about masks. I, I'm serious. This is something that has gripped this country that it's going to be hard for us to shake it. We have got to stand up as a country, as a people, remember what freedom means. It doesn't mean that just because VLAN wants to wear a mask and I don't means that everybody around VLAN now has to wear a mask. That's not what freedom is. Freedom is the choice to make that decision that she wants to wear a mask and I don't. That's what freedom is. It's not because, well, you're around me, so you should have to wear a mask. No, fuck you, you old Karen. Shut up. Sit in the corner and color just like you're supposed to and be quiet. Freedom is about making your own choices. Where does that get you? Your choice gets you to where you want to be or you don't want to be. If you don't want to be there, maybe you should have listened. If you, you're there and you don't give a shit, guess what? Fuck all the rest of you. Because guess what? He doesn't care. When freedom becomes something like what we're dealing with now, where it is only good when it fits the needs of everyone, that's where we have a problem, folks. That's where we're at. Because there is a civil war going on right now. We're not fighting it like we fought the last civil war. We're not shooting guns at each other. But what we are trying to do is we are fucking trying to hold on to what freedom we have left in this country. And there's not a lot of it left. So grab a hold of what you think is near and dear and go with it. Because that's what we've got to do. And until all of us wake up and realize what true freedom is, again, and you know a lot of people brought it up 9-11, oh, 9-12, the United States had never been so solidified as a country, never been so together as one, flying, you know, the stars and stripes all over the place. Everybody was flying American flags on 9-12. Um, yeah, we haven't been there in a very long time. But it shouldn't take a terrorist event for us to get there. It should just take us to realize the simple truths of what was given to this country and what was written in our founding documents. If we can all fall back on that, it'd be amazing what happens to this country. I think a lot of people would realize, oh shit, yeah, you're right. It's, we're not telling you that you can't wear a mask. We're not telling you that you have to wear a mask. We are simply stating you have the right to make your choice. It's not up to me. It's not up to her. We're presenting the other side of the argument that one side of this country refuses to present. That's all we do here. We are showing you the hypocrisy that is in our media. 
And we're trying to give you the other side that you're the other side of the story you're not hearing. And the fact that uh, more and more, you know, I turn on the TV every day, I hear about more and more Americans who are standing up, stepping out, not putting up with this bullshit anymore. And every day I get another massive freedom boner. And I'm like, please, I'm, I'm just waiting for the rest of America to get the same boner. I, I don't know why there isn't a bunch of Americans just standing up with boners all over the place. Crazy to me. I actually have three clips from different, uh, pers- well, different types of people that speak to that. But um, as you were talking about hypocrisy, so uh, you mentioned AOC earlier, her, her dress that actually said tax the rich and people went crazy with the memes on it. This one's fun too. <laughs> the hammer and sickle? Exactly. Well done. Wait, wait, here, here's my, my favorite. Uh... My favorite was the one that said fuck Joe and the hoe. I'm a bitch. <laughs> That's not bad either. <laughs> I like it. Here we go. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Trump won. I told you that was great. <laughs> That is my favorite. <laughs> I think so. That is my new favorite. So um, that was that was an excellent speech there, babe. I'm I'm really proud of you. Um, and I'm not being sarcastic. That was that was really good. This, this lady had something has similar to, to say. Do with there's no common home we have. Hold on. But universal solid all has to do with ruining our society, ruining our culture, destroying the family. I'm not going to give you anything that's not utterly, utterly public. Uh, um, and the headline is Pope Francis invites religious political leaders to sign global pact for new humanism. Did you hear that, beloved? A new humanism. It's not a better humanism. It really is a new humanism, not the one that God gave. And it is an attempt to simply control the population. This of the is world. a nun. This is a nun. It will be destructive. It will be immoral. Madre Maria. And that's what it attempts to do. Pope Francis has announced he is hosting an initiative for a global pact, PACT, to create a new humanism. It's themed reinventing the global educational alliance. Can you imagine? In the scriptures, St. Paul says, what alliance has Christ with Belial, which is the devil? And now we're doing it. Now we're doing it. Now it's planned for the church, headed by the Pope, to do it. So as to, quote, hang hand on to younger generations, a united and fraternal common home. And I'll tell you, beloved, it is the common home of the devil. There is no common home we have but heaven. Let's listen. A global educational pact is needed to educate us in universal solidarity and a new humanism. Beloved, that is what the communist... Uh, we, we need to see if we can get this woman on our <laughs> podcast. Seriously. I, I'm dead serious because I, <laughs> I would have such a... You would have a great time with her. theological conversation with her about Catholicism and about what she's – because, oh, my God, what she's saying there, folks, if you're not listening to her, she is calling the Pope out. That's huge for a sister. And I 
I, I can't really make out because it, it's pretty far away in my picture as well as, as in yours. And I don't know if you I can, can't make it any bigger. You can't make it any bigger. No, it's a TikTok video. But she is calling the Pope out. and She doesn't seem all that young. She seems like somebody who would be, <clears throat> I guess. I, 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 she probably saw communism firsthand in yeah. World War II would be my guess. Yeah, I, I, we're we're definitely going to seek this sister out and see if we can get her okay. on here. Because let me finish up what wow. she has to say because it's it's good. Set out to do. Christ was never mentioned in this article. There's nothing of Christianity in this at all. Nothing, beloved. This is against. This is demonic. This is not to protect the family at all. You'll see later on, weaving relationship with families. Pope Francis asserted the need to create an educational village in which, quote, all people, according to their respective roles, share this task of forming a network of open human relationship, an educational village which will once and for all destroy the family and the human race. I don't believe that was an omission on his part. It is a plan to eliminate parents to educate the children. This, these, some of these words sound very nice, and the demon, the angel descri describes, appears as an angel of light. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to reach out to this sister. I'm definitely going to try and get her to come on our show because uh, she has got something to say that is much grander than what a lot of us realize is out there. I, wow, she... I'm I'm speechless, and that takes a lot for me to get like that. With, but that's a sister. I mean, she's got, she stands a lot to lose because the whole Roman order. I mean, the Catholic, the Catholic Roman order can pull everything that she is. I mean, they can rip it all away from her and say you're not a sister anymore, and that's it. She's done. You know. I don't think she cares. She cares about her integrity. She cares about humanity. She cares about everybody. Yes, I, I, I agree. That's, she, she she's care doing of, what I'm yeah. saying. She's she and I actually. She's doing what's right instead yes, of what's easy. Exactly. She's yeah. choosing the hard right over the easy wrong. Absolutely. Yep. I yep. completely agree with that. Wow. So uh, another one. So this is Megan McGlover, and she's responding to um, Biden's wearing thin speech. Right. I am not your child. You put, and I'm showing up, ain't your bitch. You're talking about your patience is wearing thin. These people have lost, they acting like they, you know what I'm saying, I'm saying? Like they paying your bills and dicking you down. You got to watch, you fool. I, I saw that little clip. I said, oh, he's crazy. <laughs> he, he really think he, he, he really think I'm his hoe. My patience is wearing thin. I need you to get out on that boulevard and bring me my money. You ain't my pimp, nigga. What the hell is wrong with these people? He really said that shit out of his mouth. That's another one we're getting on this show. I we're reaching out to her too because <laughs> she's another one. Uh -huh. Holy shit. Yep, and this wait. is folks, this is what I'm talking about. You're gonna love this guy. If you like the last two, you're gonna love this guy. Don't be complacent as hell and don't allow yourself to be distracted. I know there's a lot of shit going on in the world and a lot that can easily distract us. But to our dear government, 
Rest assured, we ain't forgot about Hillary Clinton's emails, Hunter Biden's laptop, Epstein Island, and all the flight logs that go along with it. The fact that the cameras randomly quit working when Epstein supposedly killed himself. The picture of what most definitely looked like a cracked out Hunter Biden with an underage female naked. Adrenochrome. Just go ahead and look it up if you don't know. The brave soldiers who died in Benghazi because Hillary Clinton's a piece of shit. The quid pro quos of Joe. The many, many folks that's randomly died after it come out that they had some kind of dirt on Hillary Clinton. The fact that the Kung Flu started in Wuhan, China, and Dr. Fauci's name was wrote all over that shit, and he still to this day claims that there was no gain of function. Oh, and his wife just so happens to be the director of the NIH. Fact check that shit. Don't let them piss down your throat and claim that it's raining, even though you smell piss and see a pecker. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> That's just because I've said that before. I know. But so people, literally three different people from three entirely different walks of life, right? A nun, an African-American woman, and the uh, straight-up redneck. And they're all pretty much saying the same thing. Damn. Right? That's all I could say is damn. <laughs> Those are the three people. We, uh, I'm going to do my damnedest <laughs> to get them on the show. Yeah. Because that, I'm sorry, that, that second, that, the, the, <laughs> that second lady, I'll tell you what. Oh, I know. I think, that was, her, I think that's Danny Glover's daughter. Me and her agree on about 12 different <laughs> things she said there. Especially when it came to the host shit, I completely understand, girl. You go on with your bad <laughs> self because I'll tell you what. So uh, we're going to end out tonight with a story that uh, is disgusting and, uh, is trivial and it's stupid, but it bears uh, a little bit of semblance from our side. Um, if you didn't hear, uh, as of September 10th, the LA Times published a, a an article in the LA Times that manipulated a photo and a headline, falsely suggesting that Larry Elder slapped a woman in a campaign stop where he was attacked. Uh, everybody remembers the video of Larry Elder getting attacked. Uh, walking down the street by some lady wearing a white lady and she was wearing a gorilla mask and she threw a rock at him or something along those lines, something at him. And uh, everybody remembers that photo. Well, the LA Times put out a piece and the piece led out with the LAPD is now in investigating uh, an altercation involving Larry Elder and the Venice at the Venice homeless encampment. And the picture that they showed was Larry Elder grabbing a woman uh, who he was giving her a hug. She was a campaign member. And it looks in the picture as if, and I, uh, V. Lynn does not have it up, of course. On the no, screen. I don't. I, but, I, I have up the picture you asked me for last, last time. Which is? The big fat libtard saying uh, they're going on strike, they're going on sex strike. <laughs> what does that have to do with Larry Elder? Nothing, but uh, I, it's I, I just had it up. I get it. So the, the picture that they have is Larry Elder, and he's reaching around to give this woman a hug, and it looks almost as if she's, he's slapping her, as if he was the one doing the attacking, where actually the picture that was the one that they're actually investigating is the fact that his campaign staff and himself were attacked by another woman who threw something at them. It's just, it's despicable. It's the LA Times. They're worthless. We get it. Um, it was a 14-page article, and uh, it, it is in our Telegram. Um, 
but it's a completely misleading photo. And I nor- don't normally endorse someone who I've never talked to personally. Like, I normally try to talk to our people. Like, uh, w- we talked to, for instance, Candace Taylor. Candace Taylor, support her 100%. Um, and uh, she's actually trying to hook us up right now with Herschel Walker. We're going to try and get Herschel Walker on the show here. Um, so that we can, that's the picture right there. Um, so you can see the disparaging, the obviously, it, it's obvious that the LA Times w- was gunning for something. Um, and it's got nothing to do with Larry Elder. It's got nothing to do with that Larry Elder assaulted a white woman. It has nothing to do with that. Even though apparently right now in California, Larry Elder is being compared to or is the, a, the new face of white supremacy. Yeah, which is odd because he's a black guy. Maybe they're just accusing him of being a white guy wearing blackface. Interesting. But anyway, um, long story short, it's disgusting. Uh, it, I was looking for the humor in it. There is no humor in it because it's just the whole story is disgusting. And it was originally published. Uh, the actual story came out in the American in American news. Uh, again, it, it's despicable. I fucking it, I can't help but want to puke in my mouth every little bit that I talk about it but uh like i said we are That's trying to we're trying to square away an interview with herschel walker we're also trying to hit up um we're trying to get that interview set up yeah i hope it happens but again like i said i i don't endorse people that i don't know um however this time i'm gonna go ahead and endorse larry elder on this one if you you went out and voted today hopefully in california hopefully you followed bongino's 10 10 and 10 rule um you told 10 people, you, you called 10 people, and you posted 10 social media posts to go vote. Um, I don't know if it's going to help. I'm hoping it does. I'm ho- holding out hope that we get some confirmation that, you know, Gavin Newsom is no longer going to be the governor of California. And instead, we're going to have a Republican. That would be outstanding. That would be a huge loss, huge loss for uh old uh, Joe there in the hoe. Um, and if anything, it's going to make them start shaking in their boots, even though I read a couple different articles today that said even though they might get like an overwhelming landslide just destroying them in 2022, um, a lot of people are saying that they're going to survive all the crap that's taken place this year, uh, which I find that hard to believe because I, I don't see how you survive that. Um, that's like a that's in politics, that's death. And I, I, I mean, there's not much more to say about that. But like I said, we well, are still okay. trying to set up. Um, we're, we're still trying to set up Herschel Walker. Uh, we've got uh, another interview we're trying to hook up to. Uh, if I can get Herschel Walker, that would be outstanding. But we're, we're trying to work that one, see how that one works out. And I know Candace is out there trying to help me out right now. She's trying to get in touch with him so that we can hook that one up. Because I've already told her that I'd love to bring him on so we could talk to him. Okay, so I got two more things before we wrap up, real quick. No, you. She always has two well, more yeah, things. Did you, you always, ever? Did you ever yeah. notice that, this, folks? You knew. She always you knew about both these stories, so I don't know why you said we were done. Two when more you just fucking Ignored things. my last two stories. Like you think because you're done that I'm done, but we already went over this, so I don't know where you're going. Anyway. Um, no, we did. Yeah, we totally did. So there is a rally in D.C. Um, oh, this coming yeah, Saturday. That's a good point. September 18th, do Do not not go, go. okay? It's a rally to protest 
the political prisoners that are still being held in D.C. over January 6th. And mind you— Although we support that, we, and we do believe that they should not be being held anymore. However, comma, pause for effect, when the FBI is promoting this, that kind of tells you don't fucking go to this thing. Yeah. And, you know, there was a, a registered Democrat that was caught storming the Capitol and attacking police on January 6th. And he pled with the court for a lighter sentence because he was not a Trump supporter. He got a lighter sentence, even though he was actually violent on January 6th because he was not a Trump supporter. But those Trump supporters that are in prison right now, they even haven't they they had, even no had violence. a day in court. Nothing. Yet. Right. So um, but they're putting the fence back up around the Capitol for the 18th. Uh, so, so, folks, listen, don't go. Let's make this like a big black eye. Just another thing that Biden fucked up. Let's just make that what this is. Yeah. So real quick, this is the, uh, the police chief. Police chief. will go up uh, a day or two before and and if everything goes well it'll go down it'll come down uh, very soon after so, yeah. as well as the charging of arms and those um, policing the members yes that's correct yes we will we're going to do a press briefing uh, a day or two before the event so thank you all very much so um yeah they're putting the fence back up i'm sure they'll probably bring out more troops again to protect congress against nothing they'll bring out more troops than they sent back to afghanistan to rescue our stranded citizens which is zero yeah exactly so um so but the very last story you know i ask all the time what is this a distraction from right i'm always like what is this a distraction from what is this a distraction from and i've come to realize and uh everything that we talk about is a big distraction and do you know what it's a distraction from what? I'm sure you're going to tell me anyway, so what? Literally, this shit's biblical, right? The nun had it right. So, Dead Sea Pool turns blood red, puzzling experts in region where the Bible says God sent angels to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah for their inhabitant sins. So, this pool is located in modern-day Jordan, but it's in the biblical region of Moab, and authorities have not yet determined the cause of the unsettling color change. Literally happened overnight. Um, the water is, as you told me, because you've been to the Dead Sea, too salty to support algae. That dove in the Dead Sea. Yes. So, yes. So too salty the, the to support algae, algae. The algae idea doesn't work because yep. it wouldn't. There's a reason why they call it the fucking Dead Sea, folks. It's dead. There's nothing that lives in it. There's literally nothing in it. All so right. How did it turn blood red? Great question, but I, I, I what, get, what does the Bible say about that? That was my, my paper hitting that, by the way, not my hand. So <laughs> anyway, what is, what does the Bible say? One of the end times, um, signs is you tell me of the revelations. What scroll was it? I, I don't know what, but the sea turned as it wasn't, it wasn't the sea turning red. It, it was the rivers. It was the rivers will run red rivers, will not, run red. not the sea. The sun turned as, or the moon, or the sun or the moon turned as dark as sackcloth. That's one of the scripture, you know, the revelations, the okay. 
scrolls breaking. So that's not actually a real revelation type role there, but it is odd and it doesn't make any sense. The rust that still doesn't make any sense because that doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. And it's, it kind of happens at a haphazard, like halfway through blah, blah, blah type way. Um, as for what are the other arguments that you heard or the, the explanations? Um, a chemical dumping. Uh, I doubt that. I it's mean, again, it wouldn't happen just overnight. Fucking, it's almost a fucking protected religious landmark. Yeah. So, no, I, I doubt that one. What else? Um, iron oxide. The, the way Jordan chemical. protects the Dead Sea, it's like you, you have better chances of pissing on yourself. Well, the Jordan inhabitants thinks that it's the government dumping chemicals in there. No. I, uh, but you know no, the Prince of Jordan, yeah, and he, he's he not, wouldn't do that. Well, not only that, the king, I mean, he's not going to do that either. He's y not the You know him guy. too, yeah. So, I gotcha. no, I, I, I don't believe that either. I Again, until they can do some actual testing on it, which is next to impossible, because, again, this place is protected like a religious landmark. Um, it's right out. It's just outside of where uh, the filming took place for uh, – the Last Crusade, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, I've got a little statue of it up over here. Um, I got it while yeah. I was there. Um, it's the uh, Jordi. Uh, like this is the area that we uh, that I was in that we did some diving and got a guy out that was trapped up in some stuff and was dead. But um, the fact that we had done the way we had done it, we got a real big praise from the Jordanian government. It was a big deal. But anyway, long story short, uh, no. I it, All of that I find hard to believe. Yeah, so the, the Jordanian Ministry of Water and Irrigation is testing the water to determine the cause of the unsettling phenomenon, which is as yet explained, uh, as unexplained. So anyway, um, so to wrap it up, if, if you haven't found Jesus, if you haven't made right with God, Go to church. That's about all I got to say for that. So, Or go to whatever you believe in. What, I mean, whatever. At yeah. Church doesn't have to be a building. Just just um, pray for all of us because I think we all need it at this point. So, so yeah. it's uh, uh, Like I said, we're still working on some different interviews coming up, and we're definitely going to start working on those three ladies. And we're we going to try and get all three of those ladies get on. our official invitation for Clay Clark's event in October. We did. And we went, like, Ryan, uh, like, Oh my God, we went so fangirl on this. It it wasn't even funny. Well, yeah. So like Mick might get to meet Dan Bongino, and I'm gonna get to meet my favorite doctors. And well, you already met most of your favorite. Doctors. I did, but I'm actually and Doug Billings and Ann. There's a lot of people that are oh gonna be there. God. <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, it is. So it provided that because we did hear there were going to be more mandates coming down today and that did not happen. We, <laughs> we do what I. Right. Um, but yeah, that's that's all. I Again, yeah. I was just counting. I was 
making sure. Now, Friday. Saturday, you're working Friday off. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, sat- so it'll probably be Friday. Friday. Friday night. Yeah, Friday or Sunday. So we'll be back on Friday. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not. Like, share, subscribe. Tell yep. your friends about us. We've been neglecting to say that lately. Yep. And uh, any comments? Do we have any comments? You know, we actually do have a couple of comments. Um, QAnon Jack made a comment saying, uh, let, me, let me grab it real quick. Um, uh, zebras are the Paul Revere now. <laughs> Quite possibly. Quite possibly, Jack. And uh, I think he put a comment on Rumble as well. And you guys definitely check out our Rumble, Rumble channel. We are gaining followers there more every day, which is very exciting. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we do now, now that uh, Red State made us get this uh, monitor. So we do play a lot of clips, and they are pretty interesting. So let's see. Uh, Jack said from the Righteous Mind podcast, Woohoo! Thanks for my debut segment. I'll try to keep it under three minutes next time. Good stuff. And his handles: uh, Telegram. He is the Cash Podcast. C A C H E. Spotify, the Cash, and Rumble Righteous Mind Podcast. So look up Jack. He's uh, he's a lot of fun. He rants all the time, actually. And we did have one quick one in our Telegram chat as well that I wanted to read from Tara because I always love Tara. Um, because she proves me right a lot, and I, I particularly love that. So you had mentioned something about Joe Rogan in the last one. Tara, don't do that. Um, you don't know yes. what it does to her head. I, it's fantastic. It's tough to sleep in the bed with a head that big. <laughs> so uh, you had said that Joe Rogan was like had like half his things on Apple. Um, Tara did confirm for me that Joe is exclusively on Spotify. You do not find his podcast anywhere else but Spotify. That was uh, part of his deal. So he is only on Spotify, and I'm right. There we go. And she how, also how said, "How are you right?" Because you, I had said he's only on Spotify, and you said, "No, he's on Apple." No, he is on Apple. He's I've li- on I Spotify. listen to him on Apple, he so is. I don't understand how that is because I listen to him on Apple. Maybe the old ones, but nothing new. Um, and then, uh, oh, and then Matt King said that uh, he felt bad, and this was in actually in reaction to the the conspiracy roundtable. But he said he felt bad for me. Because I always get talked over. I got talked over on the conspiracy roundtable, and I get talked over by you all the time. So y'all need to shut the fuck up and let me talk more. That was from Matt King. I added the last part, but other than that, that was what he said. So what are you looking what? for? <laughs> that you talk over me all the time, and I got talked over on the conspiracy roundtable. He did call out Missy for dominating the conversation there, too. So um. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, but that's it. That's that's about it. I mean, the, the chat's popping, too. You know, we put a lot of ar- articles in there, but other people have started posting articles in there, which I really appreciate, and I've pulled some of them. In fact, the, um, the uh, Megan McLover came from someone that had posted it in our chat, So, and I think the nun did, too. So keep them coming because yeah. I will keep playing them. Um, I, I do a lot of research, but, you know, I, I, can't, I can't find everything. I can't see anything. So, please, if you guys see something that you think is interesting, you think me what, drop you it might in like, there. drop it in there. By Especially all means. if you got something about it. Uh, we actually did try to dig into, uh, on our way back from Pennsylvania, we tried to listen to uh, some. Ingersoll Lockwood. Ingersoll Lockwood. All right. So and I have another book of his that I need to listen to, but The American President was what we listened to, which yeah. was the shorter one. Yep. And, or uh, the last president. The last president. Yeah. And we tried listening to the first one, and I was like, all right, the, the adventures of Baron Trump and freaking the dog or whatever. whatever. Dan, Don. Um, a- anyway, 
long story short, uh, I, I, you're right. I am trying to find something that's not really there. And when you're trying to do that, you're trying to fit something to a narrative that it's kind of like uh, my what did I I actually described it as something I said it was like uh, oh, what's his name from back in the day he did all the the fortune telling and Nostradamus Nostradamus yeah and I was like look I can fart a certain way right now and somebody a hundred years from now can say that fart told the, the future no, no, really, it was just I farted and it stunk really bad. Well, that's what's happening right now. I mean, literally, that's what that type of shit. I, I mean, the names are pretty. They're eerily familiar, but and the writing, it just, I, I there's just so much about it that I was like, uh, I just, I couldn't find anything that, that I thought was like of value or was specific that it was so special that it made me think, wow, yeah, you're right. No, no, nothing like that. I mean, I thought the other guy uh, yesterday had more with his astro theology that... Oh, Micah. Yeah, I thought Micah had way more. I thought there was way more there because he was actually showing stuff that was like stuff that's provable. Like, you can go in the Bible, look this shit up. It's there. It's not like, it's not... He wasn't, like, stretching things out, making it. And I, I actually felt bad for him because when he said that he gotten attacked because people had said that, you know, he was just picking Bible verses out. I, I bet I could have picked out a Bible verse and said, hey. Decode right, this. Decode this one. he could have done it on the spot. And I bet he could have figured it out. Absolutely. I bet he could have pulled it together. And, you know, the more and more I look at, I looked at Bible verses after that podcast yesterday. And the more and more I looked at him, I was like, holy shit. You know, he's not wrong in what he's saying there. I mean, when, for instance, uh, we played this song in the beginning, it was uh, Johnny Cash. Mm -hmm. And at the end of that song, he said, and at the end, at the end, a monster opened his mouth and a white horse appeared. And the white horse walked out with his name on the side. It said death. And on that, with that, brought all of hell with him. That part right there, I mean, if you look at it, Shit, I'm just going to do some astrotheology, and I'm not no master. I'm not no Micah Dang. But, however, I, li- after having listened to him, apply it Sagittarius. That's what Sagittarius is because there's a rider on top of a horse, and even in the horse, the horse is described within the Bible as being white the, that Sagittarius was on. So, um, yeah, uh, sorry, I got bad news for you. Yeah, that actually fits a little bit better. Ingersoll Lockwood. A lot harder to find any of that shit like that, like that. I, I, it's not that I'm disagreeing with anybody. I'm just saying that I, I took my look at it, and uh, there wasn't a whole lot there that could pull me down that rabbit hole. I think we're going to have more fun digging into devolution. We're going down that road next. That's next. That's our yeah. next one. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, we'll, we'll get to that maybe on the plane to yeah. Oklahoma. We're, we're trying to figure – we have to do, do it together because if we don't do it together, we have to look at each other and go, did you look it up? No. <laughs> did you? No. Yeah. And I think I want to say he has like 10, 10 or 12 essays out right now on devolution, and he keeps churning them out. So um, it's on a, a WordPress or a WordStack doc or something like that, but I can get them. Well, we'll uh, look it It's up. like uh, Patel Patriot, I, I think his name is. Um, but, yeah, it's, that's, that's some good stuff. So we're going to be digging into that next. We're also on New York Patriot last night. It'll be released on Friday. Uh, yes, and it's uh, got a really weird story, folks. I wasn't really too much of a part of it, but it, he, she he talks was, about being talked. And he wasn't. She talks so much about being talked over, but 
she had a whole day yesterday to talk, so I don't yeah, really want to hear I, it. Yeah, I did talk for basically so, two hours yesterday, so. That's all I've got for <laughs> that one. <laughs> um, and, yes, uh, look that one up. Another, he was actually surprisingly a lot of fun to be on the air with. Yeah, we're we going to bring him on here soon because he's awesome, and he and Mick really hit it off. I think it's the New York thing. Yeah, it's definitely a New York thing. But he had a lot of good stuff. It was it was funny. It was fun to be around him. It was it, We enjoyed ourselves there, so. Uh, again, folks, um, 